0: The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin Miller. In this episode, Ambitious and aligned with God. Some people struggle with having ambition in the world and being devoted to God, yet Deborah Smith-Pigay holds these both with peace and joy, which you're going to hear. In episode 825, we heard Deborah's profound story of having every right to be a victim and be minimized but instead, she went from a difficult upbringing and being a Southern maid to being VP of a Fortune 500 company. Well, this is my habits show, and we get to hear firsthand the habits, routines, and values that give. Deborah, such a rich and vibrant life and successful career. She's jointly full of laughter while not pulling any punches about what she believes, what she struggles with, and how she addresses it all in her daily life. I believe you'll find yourself smiling and convicted as you listen to this episode. You can find Debra and all she has to offer at confrontingissues.com, and you can find her new book, Lead Like a Woman, anywhere you buy books. Here's what else we have for you, and some great products and services. Then I'll bring Deborah on. All right, Deborah. Well, I like this because as we're talking about habits, I notice as I'm going down through the list of all your books and the things you've written, you're a fan of the 30 days 30 days to blah, 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 or, you know, to do something in 30 days. I mean, of course, that's the foundation of habits. It sounds like you are speaking from creating good habits in just about everything that you do.
1: Yeah, and habits—you know—they—they—they they, they inform what we do. They inform the rest of our lives. So, I have some bad ones and I have some good ones. <laughs> I, I want to
0: hear. Them. I want to hear. Them. And this is—you know—personal and professional side. Not sure. that I separate those, but sometimes we have certain habits that we do. You know, in the workplace, certain habits at home. What are some from a personal standpoint? Let's start there. From a personal standpoint, you waking up in the morning. What are some of the? key habits that you stand upon that you, uh, you're not going to let these go no matter what happens. Well, just
1: worshiping God. I, I just get up and exalt God above anything that could happen today. It puts me in a different mindset. It takes me out of that striving mindset that says I got to do it. So I, I always say, I try not to face the day at my own strength. I'll just say, God, I just receive your strength for today. So that's that's a habit. Now, I have to tell you, we can say what our priorities are. And I say that worship and prayer and reading is th- those of my that's my number one priority. But the truth of the matter is some days I get up and I'm too late for an appointment yeah. and I just I don't have time. I don't have time to just stop and read and say, what are you saying? Take notes. Sometimes I just say, God, I thank you. Just help me today. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I have to come back later. And, and that's the part I don't like, because I, I can tell when I do that too many days in a row. I'm more snappy with people because now I'm not living in his strength. I'm living in mine and my patience in the natural is very short. Just get to the point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I love that I am in that camp with you as well you know it's interesting you say that Deborah. I was I've been studying Acts uh, in the Bible for a while mm. and in their reading a couple days ago and it hit me and they're actually talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and whatever people think may, may have your personal perspective on that but it talked about speaking tongues, and they were glorifying God and it just hit me as I'm sitting back on my deck that we all talk about gratitude but how much time do I spend glorifying God and what would change if I spent more t- first off, more time investing in that, because the more time I spend doing anything good, I got less time to spend doing stuff bad. Yes. Uh, but yes. it's not a perspective that I had really considered.
1: Well, you know, and it's, I, I even say some. it's, it's arrogant to think that I, I am so busy that I don't have time to ask God's guidance for mm. the day. I just, I got that to-do list and I got to go, you know, instead of, and so some days I'll just hold that to-do list up to God and I'll say, God. Here it is. Even now, reprioritize it if you must. Yeah. And then I'll just kind of be quiet for a minute. And there are some things it's like, Man, maybe I shouldn't do that today because, you know, I don't want to get so stressed yeah. because you just it's a whole different interaction when you're all stressed out. So at the end
0: of our initial show together, I just brought up your age. You're 70 years yeah. old, okay, but just from a literal standpoint, I am in the health and wellness industry and, and we have, you know, we have age, we have chronological age and then we have actual physiological age and we've got those measurements now. You can measure your yeah. carotid or artery, you can measure your telomeres, you can measure these things and it'll say, okay, you may be this age, but your body is functioning at this age and it could be younger, it could be older. There's no way Uh, I'll bet good money that if I took your measurements, that not many of them, if any, are even close to 70. Now, you said supernatural energy, and I'm not going to (laughs) take anything away from the almighty God to zap you with whatever he wants to do. I bet, though, that there are some habits and some routines and some rituals that you do day in and day out that help that. Now you started off right there. You, you you wake up and you glorify God. What else? Okay. You're holding it up. What is it? Beet juice. <laughs> Beet juice. That's beat, specific. Beat. Okay.
1: Well, well, no, I I have the healthy drinks. You know, listen, I try to cooperate with God in my health. You know, sometimes we expect God to do it all. But I know that I have a role and he has a role. So I'm in partnership with him. And let me tell you, I I have failed miserably in in just terms of trying to keep my weight at a certain level. But my energy and I I exercise and I have I have my own gym. You know, I got so much stuff in this house. Somebody said, can we get any uh, membership here? (laughs) (laughs) That's in fact, actually, my husband won't let, me, he won't let me bring anything else in the house. He said, nothing else can come in here. So, you know, I live in an area where it's really hot. So I'm, I try to prepare to be healthy. So, I, you know, I got the treadmill and all those, you know, all that. And so, you know, you just got to do it. You can talk about it being your priority. But I know one thing. God has only given me one body. Yeah. And so, you know, I just got to try to take care of it. And so I, I try to do that. Yeah, I do.
0: So I do. you have your own gym. You mentioned treadmill. What are your key exercises?
1: Well, you know what's that total gym thing? You know, you yeah, yeah. I, I almost could take you that short. Okay, it's it's a total gym. I had the Nordic track at one point. Mm-hmm. My my uh, treadmill just died yesterday, and they came and took it away. But I'm getting a new one. I got the uh, recumbent bike. You know, I think that's the old people
0: kind, maybe so.
1: <laughs> you know, but it's so cool. But you can still get your heart rate up. And then I go walk. I have to walk when the sun goes down because I have a sensitivity to the sun. Hmm. But I'll go out there and walk up and down my street. I live in a hilly area. And so I'll just take some good music. And sometimes you can't find anybody to walk with. Ninety percent of the time I can't. So I don't look for excuses not to keep active. I just know that if I slow down, pay attention to a few aches too long. That's not going to work for me. So I just go past it and just keep going.
0: Okay, you got so you got your healthy drink, uh, beet juice and other things. What else are you doing nutritionally?
1: Well, I uh, we always have a salad. And and I cook at home so I can make sure I have healthy food. So we go out some, but mostly I make meals and package them in serving sizes. So all we have to do is throw some salad with it. Um, I keep uh, raw cabbage shredded so I can just put some uh, sauce or something on it, you know, dressing and, Mm -hmm. and have healthy things. Yeah. So I just, I'm, see, preparation is key. So Mm. I don't just go down there and go like, oh, we don't have anything except my husband's chips. (laughs) It is. So I try to have, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I'm with you. I cook, I cook in the evening and I have the idea. I got to cook enough. So we all have something for lunch the next day. And if I find myself at work and I forgot it, then as my, as my best friend and business partner would say, he said, that's a good, that's God telling you great time to fast, buddy. You don't have to eat. It's not going to kill you. That's true. That's right. I don't have to go to the fast food, but I can just not eat. Okay. Yeah. So you on the, you obviously uh, have an abundance of just inspiration and joy. It emanates out from you. I've been with you. We've been on the, on together for what, over an hour now. Yeah, and, yeah. and I get that. And my experience is there's no amount of physical exercise, nutrition, whatever, nothing will overcompensate for a lack of joy. And you have it in spades. Uh, is that something I mean we talked in the first show you know about your upbringing but with that do is it natural at this point or do you do some things to help foster? your attitude on a day-to-day basis do you just never always wake up ready to go raring for everything good attitude or do you <laughs> yeah want? okay
1: yeah yeah i do my husband teases me about that he says i'm the ever ready buddy but <laughs> i <laughs> no i do i and i always have too much to do i mean my to-do list but i'm learning to manage that because i realize i wear everybody else out around me so i'll get up with i'll just put three important things to do today but i mean if you saw my to-do list i had to start segmenting it segmenting it like okay first it just said to do then it says like to do soon then to do today (laughs) it was just too much but i'm learning to manage myself lest i cause other people to work at a pace that they're not comfortable with right so because i'm not the only one you know on the planet so at first i was bemoaning the fact that everybody seems to go in slow motion Uh you know it's like no that's that's you going in fast motion you have two speeds off and fast (laughs)
0: Uh uh-huh you don't don't have people in your state that drive slow in the left lane do you does that happen where you live (laughs) It's got to yes. be a special place somewhere for those <laughs> poor souls. All right. Well, so on the, uh, you know, we, I didn't ever got, it's you and your husband, you've been married 40 years now?
1: 41 years, happily married. How about that? There's a secret there.
0: That's <laughs> what I asked for. I, tell me. Tell me.
1: Okay. Okay. So we both have the same mindset about pleasing God. So we try to treat each other in a way so that God wouldn't be displaced how we talk to each other. And, and we're both confrontational. And I use that word uh, strategically. We both believe in coming together face to face. That's what confrontation means, coming mm-hmm. together face to face. So that has helped. We don't send anything underground. Nobody's sulking, pouting. What's wrong with you? Nothing. No, none of that. We're like, I didn't like it when you said that. That made me feel this way. So we, we do that consistently. So the secret to being married is just staying in step, trying to be in step with God. We have never had a yelling argument, Kevin. We have never yelled at each other. We don't call each other names. That's like a no-no. Those are just guidelines we don't violate. You know, we just don't do that. And we're as opposite as we look. My husband looks more like you.
0: All right, uh, tell me about the professional world. You know, as in the first show we talked about in your story from going from a, a, a you know, maid to, uh, to executive positions and, and VP roles and whatnot. Now, obviously you're, you just put out the book and that's what brought us together, lead like a woman that goes through strategies. But if I put these into some of the habits that you have employed for your personal, if I'm gonna ask you, Deborah, okay, what is your, you know, what's your secret sauce for your success in the workplace, and I look at habits and routines and rituals, give me some highlights.
1: I always believe in being prepared. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't leave space for God to show up and do something extra. But I believe that I think you need to be prepared and proficient. So whatever it is you're doing, you need to be excellent at it. I just don't like to even meet people who have a job and they don't know what comes next after that. Even in the workplace, when I worked in a factory many years ago, I want to know what happens to the widget when it leaves me. I want to know the totality of my job. So that's kind of one of my things is understand what's going on uh, uh, around you. Always know, you know, be read, be well read, know what's happening in your industry, know what's happening, happening in the speaking industry, which is what I'm in now. I spent thousands of dollars just learning how to be excellent in this in this business. I mean, Kevin, I had a class that cost ten thousand dollars just to learn how to be a, a million dollar author. What well, I've sold a few million books too.
0: So. <laughs> well, that it obviously worked. Yeah, you're taming the tongue yeah. has, has sold a million itself, yeah. and you got the
1: yeah.
0: uh, Can I? Is it somebody you want to uh, give a shout out to? The course you took. To? No. <laughs> OK, no, thank you. That's great. Uh, that's I, I asked for resources, but I want good ones that you actually endorse.
1: Well, it didn't because you know what? It, it turned out that I'm not trying to be racial, yeah. but that didn't work for people like me because it was for, on how to get on these high level TV shows. When I, we went to the training, it's just that they just weren't doing that for Christians. It wasn't about really wasn't racial. It was a, religious oh, wow. and most of my books are inspirational so you're not necessarily going to go get on good morning america necessarily with a book that's that touts god yeah so you know but but hey god's not limited by that
0: okay where are the areas you talked about this when we first we were talk, talking before the show some of the areas of like if we look at the ziggler wheel of life and all these areas we want to excel at you said there's some of them you struggle with what are the challenging areas for you
1: well, sometimes I don't get enough sleep. And I think that's bad um, because you really need to have that restorative sleep. But I just tend to keep pushing, pushing, pushing until I'm I'm too goal-oriented. And sometimes I'm so goal-oriented, I, I may be short with people because I don't... And I used to not have much tolerance for people who had lots of personal problems. I'm thinking, this is business. That's personal. But I realize that the whole person comes to work. And a lot of times people have issues and I have to stop and be sensitive to those. So that's been an area where I've had to really... Ah uh, develop to just to understand, you know, okay, we the goal is not the most important thing all the time. Yeah. so that that's an area. But professionally, I, I just say, listen, you got you got to get connected with people who can connect you with somebody else, you know and 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 don't be shy about that. I went up to one guy and I told him, because he is so powerful, and I said, you know, if I had had you in my life early on, it's no telling what I would have been in life. Can I just call you from time to time to bounce an idea on, uh, off of you? And guess what? He's the reason I wrote this book. He said you have a passion for scripture, you have a passion for business. He said why? not? And you have a passion for women. He said why don't you start ministering to business women, w- business women of faith? I'm like, okay. And you know what? That's my sweet spot now. I understand it.
0: Give, uh, give me that. Give me that avatar of your target audience your your target just you know even the one person like a good branding person will say if you're going to speak to one person who's going to it's gonna resonate with you. Who do you love to hit? Give me give me outline that.
1: It's that it's that woman of faith who's a professional who is am, who is ambitious but wants to stay in alignment with the word of God, who wants to know how to self-advocate but doesn't want to be promoting herself because the Bible says let another man praise you and not your own mouth. So we we have this tension between do I say something? Do I wait for God? Do I do I ask for the promotion? Or do I just stay stuck in the scripture that says promotion comes from God? Listen, I'm saying people need to know what you want. You have to let your request be made known. And so that's the woman that I want to talk to. That's professional woman. And and professional doesn't mean you have a position in a certain company because, uh, as John Maxwell says, Leadership is influence. So if you're in any area where you're influencing others, you need to know how to maneuver with that. You gotta know how people skills. You gotta have good presentation skills so you can uh, put forth what you want people to do. So those and you gotta be packaged properly. So that's my burden to see women properly prepared, packaged, personable, and things like that, and profit minded because that that CPA part of me wants you to always be thinking about the bottom line, asking for what you want, understanding what's happening in your life professionally, uh, financially.
0: You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this Habits episode with Deborah Smith-Pigay. Next, we discuss her statement of, don't promote yourself. Let another man or woman praise you, not your own mouth. Well, how do you balance that with the reality of getting yourself known out there? That's the question I posed to her based on that statement. So we'll get right back into it after I share some great products and services with you you in the first show of course we talked about the strategies for women for people of color that have to uh like you said do double the work get half the credit uh, in that uh so uh, granted that is you're talking because you, you just said this in regards to women but i want to take it to i want to take it to everybody in a place of leadership influence you said promote yourself uh, or, or, or don't promote self let another man praise you not your own mouth Talk to that tension because I know, I mean, I, I, deal with it some, I mean, to be out there and to be a personality that's going to influence people, you don't just sit in your office and hope somebody hears about you. So there is the going out the door, as you said, in regards to your health, you got to join, uh, what did you say? You gotta, you gotta join God, um, what was it? Cooperate, gotta, uh, cooperate, cooperate. with God. Cooperate. Yeah, yeah, so you got to do yeah. that. But there is, I, and I see, I live in this world of people who go too far and all they do is promote themselves. And I, I'm reminded of, God forgive me for referencing this film, but old Scarface saying, don't get high in your own <laughs> supply. And man, that's that's a difficult place. So speak to that. How do you because you got a lot of people out there going, I, I need to go out there to be known to get that opportunity. But I don't want to just be narcissistically talking about me and how great I am. There's a tension there.
1: Yes. And you got to ask yourself, what am I promoting me or do I want to promote God? Mm. Now, you, you can promote God without saying without saying God, I want to promote excellence. I want to promote. I want people to know my message. When I took that $10,000 class and I said, I have a problem with this because I don't want to be out there saying I'm all this and I'm all of that. And the guy said, well, do you have a message that people need to hear? And I said, yeah. He said, well, don't you want to maximize the number of people who hear it? Yes. He said, well, promote the message. And I think that 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 kind of healed me from that. I I want to promote the message that God has given me. I don't want to say, look at me. I'm bad. I can explain financial things and anybody can understand it, which I can (laughs) But I want to say, listen, here's a message you need to hear. And so I really try to keep the focus on the message. And I, and you can tell when a person is haughty, you know, they say I a lot. You can just listen to yourself. How often in a conversation do you say I? And so I really focus on the message. I do.
0: When you look at just the last spoke with Ziegler is personal. And I really look at self-care, the things that you do to invest in yourself something that we in our culture and I'm going to pick on it uh, because I have I have a wife uh, she is a woman and I see women sometimes the most prone to not fill themselves up to not take care of themselves they pour out they pour out they pour out and don't take care of themselves what are the things that you do to make sure that you are a uh, full bucket that can pour out
1: well, you look at the priorities. You ask yourself, what do you, want your, what do you want your priorities to be versus what they are? And and that there's nothing like getting honest with that. What's important to me? See, every day I have on my calendar, it says pray, exercise, do something else. But sometimes at the end of the day, I've done all the something else's and then I got to pray quickly. So I need to go back and hold those priorities up to God. Say, what should be my priority? See, in my life, my career is like about number three because my husband's my my marriage is number one so what does that look like we have date night every Friday night I don't set stuff for Friday nights or oh, if I do we've agreed to it and we're going to make up the date on Saturday there are some rituals that give us what they call like an island of stability we need to keep those things we need to we need to guard them so I guard my personal time with my husband because that's important I don't want to be this public success selling all these books and then my husband is frustrated because I never have time for him yeah. so I you know so that's a priority so I tell women but look at this why are you doing that why are you overworking you know we we call ourselves servant leaders which is an asset women are real servant hearted but keep in mind a servant leader is just that they lead and they serve you can be a servant and still be a leader but don't do all the serving so even if things aren't perfect like abandon that whole perfectionism mindset which which is rooted in fear don't do that just start to step back and say show me me god shine the light on me. Show me the error of my way. Show me where I'm not working this effectively because I do that all the time. And I'll say, okay, that wasn't good. You know, I've said yes to too many things. Why did I do that? Because it feels good to help people. Okay. But you got to balance that because in helping so many people, that meant I went to bed at four and had to get up at eight. That's not, that's not godly.
0: Yeah. How about if I ask you about hobbies or play fun, Deborah, what do you do?
1: Well, I disengage my brain, so I like to watch comedies. I like to watch shows like Everybody Loves Raymond and Mm -hmm. I Love Lucy. Things I don't have to engage my mind they are just silly and fun. Uh And and I like to walk. I like to talk on the phone. Um, I always ultimately, though, end up in some instructional role. (laughs) I like teaching things because I like learning things. And what I know, I want everybody else to know. I don't want them to know I know it. I want them to know it, too. So that's that's energizing for me. It's energizing for me to empower people. But I I mean, I I love my life. I think it's balanced. Um, You know, some people may look at it and say, you sure do a lot. But I have no kids. I've never had kids. I have a lot of time. I work at home, you know, so I I get to do stuff.
0: Was that a decision by design not to have kids?
1: No, I I was I I had a surgery when I was 25 years old that rendered me unable to have children. But you know what? All things work together for good. I never was depressed about that. I didn't even know I was supposed to be depressed. Somebody told me. They say, you're awfully chipper. I'm like, the Lord gave me this scripture when I was in the hospital. He says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. I'm like, okay. I didn't even know that was a scripture hmm. until I read it one day. Like, ah. So, you know, that's the thought I had in the hospitals in my head. So everything works together. Everything's working together for my good.
0: Well, I'm glad that God worked together to bring us together. Uh, thank you again for taking the time with us, giving us a behind the scenes look at what makes you tick and why you're able to be where you're at, bringing us the gifts that you have brought us today. Thank you, Deborah, for the time and the wisdom.
1: Thank you for the privilege of speaking to your audience, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Friends, I think there's no way you can listen to all Deborah shared without smiling and, on one hand, giving yourself some grace, and on the other, feeling convicted to go forth undeterred by whatever obstacles you struggle with. Again, you can find Deborah and all she has to offer at confrontingissues.com, and you can find our new book, Lead Like a Woman, anywhere you buy books. Coming up in episode 828, Realistic Goals. In the world of personal development, self-help, inspiration, motivation, you name it, the point is to have BHAGs, right? If you haven't heard of that BHAG, B H A G, big hairy audacious goals, well, then why would Zig Ziglar, the king of BHAGs himself, talk about negativity in goals and cite that often people are unrealistic? How can that be? I mean, it's a very important question as we balance belief in and not limiting. Ourselves with some valid questions, we also need to consider some context. When the show, you're going to hear a three and a half minute message from Zig Ziglar on this issue. And then I asked you, the Ziglar audience, this question I actually said, survey for those of you with a really big goal, one, do you feel it's realistic? Two, is it within your field of study and basic interest? And three, do you believe luck is a determining factor in reaching the goal? And those three things are right from Zig's message. Tom Ziegler and I then talk through the issues and some of the comments for a show I think you're gonna find comfort in regarding your own big goals. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.